Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Good morning, family. Before we get started, don't forget, I'll post a Christmas Eve podcast for you at noon on December 24th. It will include a devotional thought and a prayer for Christmas Eve. Now, let me ask you a question. What is your song? You know, the song that really resonates or registers with you, a song that when it plays, you have to stop what you're doing and listen or dance or sing along. What is your song? Some couples have their song. You know, it's probably the song that was playing when they first met. Or maybe it was the song to which they danced at their wedding reception. Do you have a song? When my wife was expecting our first child, a friend of ours wrote a song for her. It's Mackenzie's song. Now, the other day I learned about a custom in a particular African tribe. Allegedly, when a woman decides to have a child, she goes and sits alone under a tree and she listens. She listens until she hears the song of the child who wants to be born. Once she hears the song, she returns to the man who will be the child's father and teaches him the song. When they make love to conceive the child, they sing the song to call the child to them. During her pregnancy, the expectant mother teaches the child's song to the midwives and old women of the village so that when the baby arrives, the people surrounding the mother sing the baby's song to welcome the child into their community. Then, as the child grows, the other villagers learn the song. And if the child falls or hurts his knee, someone picks him up and sings the song. When the child does something wonderful, the people of the village sing this song. When the child goes through the rites of puberty and becomes an adult, the villagers sing the song. And it goes on like this all through the person's life. At a wedding, the songs of husband and wife are sung together. Finally, when the person grows old and lies in bed ready to die, all the villagers know that person's song, and the whole village gathers together to sing that song one last time. Isn't that beautiful? Our gospel reading for today, the last Sunday of Advent, is a song. Mary sings a song about her child, the Christ child. It's a song about who he is and who he will become. Let's listen to that song. It's found in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Hear the word of the Lord. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone, from one generation to the next, to anyone who honors him as God. 
He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Over the centuries, Mary's song has become known as the Magnificat. That word Magnificat comes from the Latin for magnify. My soul magnifies the Lord, Mary sang. This song is Mary's response to the joyful greeting she received from her pregnant cousin Elizabeth. But there's more to it than that. It's Mary's response to the confirmation that her baby will be the Messiah, the Savior of the world. The song comes from deep inside her. It articulates the hopes and dreams of her people. And while this song is about her unborn son, nowhere in this song does Mary mention the name of her baby. And yet every phrase of her song is about her yet-to-be-born child. The song is not Mary's song alone. It's the song of the baby who is not yet born. It's the song of the Messiah, the Christ. It's the song of the one who came into the world to do the will of God. This song will echo within and throughout the events of her son's life. It will reverberate in his death, and it will resound in his resurrection. This song celebrates the God who keeps his promises. He is the God we worship. He's the God we follow, and he has a long history of keeping his promises. In fact, this history stretches all the way back to Father Abraham. And the same God who kept his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the very same God who makes and keeps his promises to us. Mary's song is central to us as followers of Jesus. If you listen, you'll notice that her song is an encapsulation of all that we believe to be true about God, isn't it? I mean, think about it. He looks upon the lowly with favor. His name is holy. He shows mercy to everyone who honors him. He is powerful. He scatters the arrogant and the proud. He pulls the powerful down from their thrones, and he lifts up the lowly. He fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty-handed. He comes to the aid of his people because he is a merciful God. He keeps his promises throughout the generations. Please don't miss the fact that this marvelous song about Jesus was sung by the one human being who knew him best, the one who influenced him the most, the one who remained faithful to him always, his mother Mary. Now, knowing that his mother sang these words from her heart, does it surprise you that Jesus was the one who grew up to preach the Beatitudes? If you remember, in the Beatitudes, Jesus basically encapsulated or summarized the lines of Mary's song. The Beatitudes declare happy those who are in need, and those who hunger, and those who weep, as well as those who mourn. The Magnificat announces that God scatters the proud, He dethrones the powerful, and He drives away the rich. And please make sure you catch this. The God of the Magnificat takes sides, too. He lifts up the lowly and provides a feast for the hungry. God is the defender of the poor, 
He takes it personally when the poor are defrauded and taken advantage of, which means that how we treat the most vulnerable and poor matters to God, right? He gives hope to the humble. So all that to say that when we talk about Mary and Jesus, it's safe to say, like mother, like son, right? And just as the Magnificat echoed through the lifetime of Jesus, it should echo through your life and mine too. Why? Because this song points to a redemption, a salvation that becomes reality whenever and wherever the good news of the gospel takes root. It turns out that the overthrow of oppression that Mary sang about is an ongoing revolution, and the battleground is in every community of people, and it is in every human heart. Now, did you know that each of us sings a song from deep inside ourselves? And no matter who you are, your song is a song about the future, and your song reveals who you are, and it shapes the times that lie ahead. What you sing with your life becomes your legacy to those who follow after you. So, here's our question of the day. Again, what is your song? Maybe it's a jingle from a commercial that spurs you to spend and spend and spend on things that can never satisfy. Maybe it's a shallow pop tune that avoids the subjects of deep sorrow and true joy. Well, what's your song? The problem is not with classics or pop tunes or commercial jingles. The problem is that too often we ignore how the Magnificat is not just Mary's song, and it is not only about Jesus, but it also proclaims God's hope and purpose for us. So here's what I want you to hear today. Mary's song should be our song. Don't you agree? Mary's song should be your song or our song. If we love and follow Jesus, then Mary's song should be our song. It should be the song that resonates with our lives, right? Well, what would it mean for Mary's song to be our song? I think it means that we can live in a way that magnifies and rejoices in the Lord. We can do this by the grace of her son, our Savior, Jesus. The song that turned out to be true in his life can be true in ours as well. So how will you sing the Magnificat this week? How will your life sing of the goodness and greatness and the grace of God? How will you sing about the freedom and deliverance and hope of God? How will you make Mary's song your song? For the God who kept faith with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob and with Mary, and with Jesus, and with every past generation, will always, always, always keep faith with you as well. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle God of love, your Son Jesus is your greatest gift to us. He is a sign of your love. Help us to walk in your love during the season of Advent and beyond. As we wait and prepare for the coming of Jesus, we pray all this in your holy name. Father, we pray for the sick and the injured. Give healing, wisdom, and protection, we pray, especially to those battling COVID-19. And now, with the Omicron variant, we pray for your continued protection and for wisdom to know what to do. We also pray for those seeking freedom in the form of refuge, asylum, and safety. We pray for those who are suffering loss this time of year, for those for whom these days are filled with grief, 
Use us, we pray, to bring comfort and care and love to them today. Father, you've called us to give your love and your healing to those who desperately need it. Help us to value, love, comfort, and care for those who are the last, the least, the lost, and the left out. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. Was this message helpful to you? If so, will you share this podcast with at least three friends this week? Also, if you have a prayer request, please leave it in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Your job this week is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Please don't let all the obligations and busyness of this season take away your joy. Remember with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. And don't forget to watch for the Christmas Eve podcast. Now, receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.